Hey, everybody. It's a beautiful morning to go live and to talk about this topic that I think is really timely, which is about spiritual discernment. Now, what does that mean? So many people that I hear, including myself, feel like these they're getting all this information. We're in, a, in an information overload. And everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's an expert on something. And things come at us. But what we often forget is our greatest power is our power to choose. We get to choose what information we want to hold on to, what information we want to believe, and what information just doesn't resonate with us. That's what we're talking about when we talk about spiritual discernment. So if you're somebody who feels like you get caught in indecision and you have trouble making decisions or you tend to be a follower or are worried about making the wrong decision, you're going to want to tune in right now as my good friend Dolores Fazzino and I talk about this topic from just a personal standpoint as well as from a healthcare standpoint and professional standpoint. You're going to want to tune in. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Simple Awakenings podcast, where we offer people at a turning point simple strategies to help you find clarity in the chaos of your life. I'm your host, Jennifer Rentolo. This is the Simple Awakenings podcast, where you can find clarity in the chaos. Simple Awakenings shares real-life lessons from real people who have had experiences that help them awaken to the simple truth of what they need to thrive in their life. These are conversations helping us evolve and awaken in how to simplify life in parenting, in education, and in the way we interact with the world around us. Let's ripple change through awareness and connect with our mind, body, and spirits one conscious conversation at a time. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. So I want to welcome Dolores Fazzino here. Welcome, Dolores. Thanks, Jennifer. Nice to be here. Great so, topic. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, we often have conversations. So Dolores is a nurse practitioner. You work um, in the OR suite often, but you also have a beautiful spiritual coaching and counseling program where you really help people shift the way that they're viewing their health and their well-being. And I know that you have a podcast that um, that you're going to start putting out. You have a lot of different books, little mini books that you have put out all about healing in ways that you never thought was possible. So um, this, I think, ties into everything that you talk about, everything that I talk about, what we go in, go through professionally, as well as personally, as we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way for us to do this? What's the best? How do you do that? How do you reach these people? How do you do that? It's all about spiritual discernment, right? I totally agree. And, you know, I think that, you know, humanity right now is ripe for picking with this because we're in such um, an overflow and abundance of 
distraction. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if you, there's a lot of noise out there right now. A lot of people are, you know, you feel like you're being sold to maybe, you know, you're, you can't say no, it's hard for you to say no. And it's like deciding what is the right thing for you? Because the bottom line is that it comes back to self all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like self-nurturance, self-care, self-worth, um, self-respect, self-value. It's just like, we are amazing creatures. And the, the beauty is, is that we're here on earth because we chose to be here because we experience free will. Mm. Now our free will is our sovereign right. Nothing can interfere with it unless we allow it to. And, you know, you got to take that a step further. How many times do we walk around in unconscious mode and we give our power away? Mm. A lot of times we don't realize we give our power away because we are operating from being unaware or unconscious. So Mm. with that in mind, it's like so a lot of people right now, I think we since our COVID, you know, pandemic era, post pandemic that was the great awakening. And it's just like, now we've just catapulted to another level of that noise. And how, how do you decide what is the right thing for you versus not? Mm -hmm. It's about having a renaissance and coming back to self and having a relationship with yourself. So you could make the right choice for you, no matter what is happening around in your world. Absolutely. And it's funny, I was listening to, I forget who it was, but there was somebody on, I think it was Instagram when I was, my brother and I send each other things back and forth. And we were talking about what is a spiritual awakening and how, when you feel like, gosh, you know, why aren't people seeing these things that I'm seeing? Or why are people following this trend or this path or following all along like sheep almost, you know, like, just this is the way we're going. So everybody's just blindly following and blindly believing whatever um, they're being told instead of questioning. And it's the questioning that we start to get that discovery. And that when we are curious, we actually start to figure out like truth and, and pick through truth. But for many of us, many people, (laughs) <laughs> no one's ever sort of put it in a way, at least for me, never really put it away. It's like people used to get into trouble. When I was a kid, I got into trouble all the time for asking questions, right? <laughs> I got into trouble all the time for not necessarily just following what I'm being told. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it becomes like a conditioned response where a lot of people are afraid or they think that maybe an authority figure, be it a doctor, be it a, a nurse practitioner, be it a government official, um, somebody more in the know or with more knowledge is telling us something. We are kind of conditioned to just believe what they're saying instead of to question it. So we figure out what is like what rings true for us, right? And I'm hearing you're saying the way to really take back your power is through that questioning in that awakening. And the way we awaken and we get to 
we grow and we develop and we, we sort of stay along our path is by that spiritual discernment, which is the questioning and that tuning into what is true for me. What, and like, I like to say, when somebody's telling me something, I'll say, yep, I'll take that. Okay. That resonates. But then there are times where people have said stuff to me that I'm like, yeah, you know, through business and some of my business, like when I'm learning the business thing, some things ring true, but you know, sometimes I don't want to follow the algorithm. Sometimes that doesn't work for me. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I think we're in a society today, when you look at the external, there's a lot of cut and paste products out there. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of interesting too, because, you know, it's like, there's a lot of noise. It's, I just wonder what the underlying intention is sometimes with some of these, these things. So, and this is how, when you are more spiritually discerning, you're going to see and witness that you'll yeah. see something, you know, it's like when you ask a lot of questions and questions are important. And Jennifer, I too <laughs> was always, you know, my parents, didn't know what to do with me because mm. I questioned everything. And because sometimes a lot of it, even as a youngster, didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, they just, you know, of course, they're conforming to what society says yeah. is, quote, normal. Well, that's the biggest cosmic joke ever, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and it wasn't because it's like, you know what you know, what you know. It's like that, that you don't know where you know it from, but you just know to the core of you that something's off. Yep. And that is when you need to follow that and trust that. So important. So Absolutely. important. Absolutely. It's like, like I remember bringing it to a, giving an example, bringing it to a healthcare situation. I remember when I just felt off, I was tired. I didn't have the energy. I ate right. I exercised. I was sleeping, but my sleep was disturbed. And I just didn't have the energy. And I remember going to the doctor, my primary care physician, and saying, like, I just don't feel right. Like, something's off. And being a medical intuitive, I'm like, I think it's my thyroid. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they run all these tests. Everything's normal. I just had a, another podcast episode where I was talking to a, um, a, a chiropractor. She's a chiropractor, but she doesn't like adjusting. And she talked about what do you do when the labs are normal and how do you like there's information there when you shrink the, the, the normal. So I just kept questioning. I wasn't believing that, that when they told me, my doctor said, everything's normal. I think you're fine. I was like, but I know I'm not fine. So mm -hmm. I literally being a spiritually discerning person, I kept going and seeking somebody who was willing to work with me and mm -hmm. dig a little deeper. And yeah. I found that's when I figured out that I had this MTHFR, this genetic mutation, that I needed to have higher doses of B12, that even though my B12 was normal, I really needed to be in the higher end of that. Yeah. And, you know, all of that stuff, I, I, I found that, um, you know, I had to really manage the stress, that stress was burning through the limited amounts that I did produce. So, um, you know, it's that, it's that like not necessarily taking what somebody says, but when you, but trusting that inner voice and your gut that says, nah, it's something more, something else is going on. Same with education, right? In education, yep. 
to take it out of a healthcare role. Maybe I have some listeners who don't have any, and you have some listeners maybe that don't have any health issues, but maybe you have a child who isn't learning the way that everybody else is. And when you, when we compare and we expect ourselves or our children to follow a certain path because that's what we're told they're supposed to do, we can miss a lot of things. But when oh. we are spiritually discerning and we tune in and we really look a little bit deeper, we can start to see what, you know what, they might need a little different approach or they might need, you know, um, maybe they're having trouble reading and they need to have a multimedia kind of a thing. But this is where instead of giving our power away to other people to figure things out, we need to be more spiritually discerning by saying, by asking questions, probing a little deeper to mm. really connect to what is the truth for us or for our, our children in the moment. Oh, well said, Jennifer. And that is so true because you know, a lot of times and I speak to from, you know, the medical experience, but even my own personal experience too, you know, there's so many times that you go to the doc, I'm like my primary care doctor's worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, because it's just like, you know, <laughs> I have to laugh the territory. <laughs> well, you know what, it's just like people have to remember that you're only visiting the primary care doctor for what 15 minutes, the mm -hmm. tops. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to have all the answers for you. And you've lived in your entire Taj Mahal, your whole entire life. And you know, right. all the idiosyncrasies of how it works and functions and what does work and what doesn't work. And, and it's interesting because when you ask questions or, you know, I would say uh, give pushback, you're, you're, you know, described as a difficult patient because you're not following protocol. Right. But, you know, I've had to, I, I, one thing that really rang true for me was this primary care doctor, you know, for me, my lipid panel is like off the charts. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a genetic thing. It's been like that my whole entire life. It doesn't matter if I'm 50 pounds lighter, 50 pounds heavier, it's pretty much constant. And so they were really pushing to put on, put, put me on like a, um, you know, Lipitor or one of those uh, <laughs> statins that are like, eh. well, anyway, so what happened was I did about 10 years ago, just because I didn't know any better. It didn't do anything. And I didn't see the point of continuing it because it didn't change the things. And there was too many side effects with it. And we were just finding out about all the complications. And so flash forward, you know, 10 years later, she said, you need to be put on Lipitor. I said, no, I don't. And I had also had, you know, probing my own little curiosity. I had a total body ultrasound. There was no plaque in any of my arteries. Okay. So she, and you know, blood pressure low, you know, pulse low. And she was saying um, that what, you know, she said, well, you need to do that. I said, no, I don't. I said, I'm not going to. I said, I don't believe in the risk. She said, well, you're a risk for a heart attack. I said, no, I'm not. But she insisted that I go and get an EKG right in her office, which I did. You need to see a cardiologist. She was like projecting all her fears onto me so right. I could create a problem for myself. So I did go to the cardiologist to humor her. Yeah. Um, 
And the cardiologist, the nurse practitioner in the office said, why are you here? I said, well, I'm not really sure because my primary care doctor seems to think I'm like a walking time bomb and I know I'm not. Mm. And um, so the, I met with a cardiologist and she, you know, of course, cardiology is like a lot of statistics. They plug in a lot of numbers and then they give you like, you're at risk for such and such. With all the numbers that plug in with my family history, I was at risk at 7% of having a heart attack. She said, what are you doing here? I said, I'll tell you what I'm doing here. I'm humoring my primary care doctor. Mm -hmm. You guys have got to stop projecting your fears onto people because you have no idea. You know, some people who are unconscious are going to start creating that for you for themselves. And I said, that's a huge disservice. It's sort of a CYA approach, the cover your ass approach, which has come because, you know, as you know, I'm married to a surgeon. Yep. There is a degree of I have to check these boxes and say that I referred because, you know, in the event that this person has a heart attack. And I understand that, but I also respect wholeheartedly your discernment and your connection to yourself to say, I'm not at risk. Yeah, my lipids might be high, but I'm not at risk because I don't have plaque. Plaque for all you people listening is what narrows the arteries and can create the issues that can create blockages or ischemia in the heart. She didn't have any plaque to her, you know, and she didn't have a family history. Family history often, but not always, can cause you to um, have more of a risk for heart disease or or whatever it is that the concern is. But many practitioners, because they have been taught and told and they follow this blueprint, because insurance companies and, and, you know, the legal system wants to make sure that you, you know, dotted your I's, crossed your T's, they do that. Um, so and unfortunately, they're creating more problems for people. So yes, I get that. Yeah. And but the thing is, is like when they are, you know, it's like you could tell she was projecting all her fears onto me, I could feel it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I can feel it. And I'm like, you know, I had to like protect myself energetically because, nope, that's not my stuff. That's not my stuff. That's not my stuff. Right. But, you know, it's just interesting because, you know, you and I both are aware. What about the other people that come into the office that are like, you know, I call them sitting ducks. Yeah. And it's just energetically, they just take that on as their truth. And it creates fear because and it creates the problem for them yeah. too. Yes. Yes. And this is why the being able to spiritually discern, but also be accountable for your own health and well-being Absolutely. and for your own thoughts and your own mind and the way that you, you know, stress, as we know, plays a huge role in our health and fear, worry creates mm-hmm. more stress. Um, to your point, I was, um, like just to piggyback what you just said, I was just at a well visit check with my, my son that had leukemia. We go back every year. He has to have an echocardiogram done to look at his heart because Mm -hmm. of, of the damage that some of the chemotherapy can do long-term on the heart. So we have our well visit checkup and, you know, I see a nurse practitioner. She's incredible. My son sees a nurse practitioner. She's incredibly thorough. She always has this nice printout. But she, you know, said to us at the end, you know, you do have a very significant history for cancer. So 
My husband had melanoma. His father had melanoma. My grandfather had melanoma. Um, so, you know, we, we do have a, a, a significant history. But again, just because we have a history doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to get that or my son's going to get that. It does mean I need to be a little bit more diligent in my mm -hmm. lifestyle and more accountable for my behavior. Absolutely. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I now am going to get, right? That's like medical hexing. But <laughs> I like that medical hexing. Medical hexing <laughs> you know, so because we might have like a gene. So she said to me, you know, there's genetic testing and um, genetic counseling that we can do for you. Would you be interested in that? Now, my husband, because he did have a melanoma and there was a link between melanoma and pancreatic cancer, mm -hmm. his father has had several melanomas. He decided to have the genetic testing done. And we were just talking about this just this weekend over whether or not, because we just had this visit with, with my son's doctor, whether or not we should all have genetic testing because we both have melanoma on both sides of our family. We have yeah. had pancreatic cancer on both sides of our family. Is it something? And it, and he, this is where we're both spiritually awakened. However, he thinks I'm a little too blindly trusting because I said, you know what? I feel like we're careful in the sun we are, um, you know, our lifestyle, we, we check our skin regularly. We are working on stress management techniques. I, even if, if my genetic predisposition says that maybe I'm at risk for this, I don't know if my lifestyle would change. I don't know if anything would change because I'm already right. living in tune, right? I'm already connected to the messages of my mind, body, and spirit. But it could, it, for my husband, it was a wake-up call. His melanoma was a wake-up call right? My sure. son's cancer is what my son's experience is why I, that was my awakening, my spiritual yeah. awakening to recognize that I need to be in tune with not only my own mind, body, and spirit needs. I also need to be in tune with my children's mind, body, and spirit needs and teach them how to do that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's, I think it's so important, you know, talking about uh, the whole thing with genetics and, you know, just because your parents or it's in your gene pool doesn't mean that it, that you're going to get it. It's like, it's, it's all, it, I kind of feel we have a choice. <laughs> we could right. choose to go down that pathway consciously right. or unconsciously, or, right. you know, do something about it. So being proactive and, you know, and it's like, yeah, change your diet, become more active, but also do the deeper work like yeah. the emotional, mental, spiritual, and dimensional work that needs to be done because it's all energy. And it's like a lot of times the deeper dive is where the gold nuggets are. Absolutely. That could, you know, that could, you know, realign your body, mind, and soul. So you have good health and, and, and good wellness and stuff like that as you move forward. Right. And, and for some people, that's like, they're like, how the heck do we do that? Well, you know what? It's baby steps. You start introducing some mindful activity. Anything that's going to allow you to be in the present moment, yes. meaning that you get lost in, in doing something and you lose track of time. That's what we mean by in the present moment. It's about or you know, can I clarify something just really quickly? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yes, to me, that's being in your joy. That's when you are really like aligned with what you're doing. But also exactly. being in the present moment is not worrying about the past, not focusing on the past and being letting the past experiences pull you into a spin, not projecting or focusing on the future right. because you don't have control over that. The only thing you have control over is the present moment. So really sitting and being present with whatever is, but also allowing yourself to kind of take that pause instead of feeling pressured to make decisions or pressure to do, to take that pause, to take exactly. that to connect to what am I, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am I in this moment? Yeah. And you know, it's going from reacting to witnessing. Yes. Like taking a step back and observing mm -hmm. what is serving and yeah. witnessing what's happening because you get a lot of information that way, because yeah. when you are in the present moment, you're able to see the bigger picture, even though you're right here right now. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird concept, but it's like, you're right here, but you're in other places in the room too. Right. And, and I talk about the stress spin all the time, which is often when we get stressed, that's when we get reactive Absolutely. And we get pulled into the stress bin when we attach to a thought or a feeling or an experience, you know, when we, we go from, instead of I'm feeling, I am, that's when you're attaching to something, you know, I am at risk for cancer or I am triggered right now. Well, okay. You might be, but what are you feeling right now? Right. And that's the place where you can start to take back your power from a place of, to your point, observing what is actually going on. What is the big picture of what's happening right now? And then how do I kind of get to the truth? That's the spiritual discernment part. It's absolutely. And, you know, it's the other part too, that, um, you know, I want to touch on emotions a little bit because people really give that a bad rap, but that's all part of being human. And I think, the natural tendency is to avoid them, mm. ignore them, put them on the shelf, maybe them. deal with them later, compartmentalize them. But yet it's energy and it's unexperienced energy. So what does that mean? It stores. And then finally, the tipping point tips into the physical body. Simplified version of, of what it really, the process. And so when I want to make one one note here is that did you know that in order to experience your emotions you have to be in your your body and you have to be in the present moment mm, yeah. okay so and one a big uh, telltale sign if people are not in their body they say i think i feel they put the i think they intellectualize their emotions because that's a big telltale sign that they're disconnected from their emotions and they're not in their body now, when you're in your body, you're experiencing your emotions. That's being in the present moment. So what you do is instead of trying to react, popping out of the present moment and this emotion comes up and you're doing everything you can to stuff it in the box and put it on the shelf. To avoid I, the discomfort of the emotion. Yes. Exactly. I invite you just to be with what you're feeling. Just experience that. And just love and appreciate it because it's part of who you are 
that wants to come back to home to who you are. Okay. It's a part of you that's kind of out there that wants to reunite with you. So when you love and appreciate it and just send it lots of love and just be with, hold the space for it, guess what? You take, you're taking a step into that energy bubble. And by the time you're taking your next step, you might be out of it and it dissipates. Right. It's that easy. And, and the thing is, it comes to neutrality. So it's, it's not going to be pushing your button. For the listeners that are saying, okay, that's great, but how do I do that? One of the biggest ways to start is to just put your hand on your heart or your hand on your belly and to just to really like bring yourself back to your body and to feel where you feel that feeling in your body. And then with your breath, you can start to kind of shift a little bit of that. And then that's when then you connect to the mind, which is like, I just did a, a compassion meditation because I found myself triggered on this wonderful trip I was at. I was finding myself triggered and getting really fiery and emotional. And I had to really feel it in my body, but then breathe to it. And, and instead of judging it, saying to myself, wow, I'm feeling this right now, right? I'm feeling really fiery and really mm -hmm. like tense right now. I got a first connect to myself. And then the rest of the meditation is learning how to, just like me, this person is trying to find their place in the world, just like me and going through that, which helps to open your heart, which helps to kind of dissipate all of the thoughts and the, the projections that take us away from the truth of what's yeah. actually happening. True. Very true. And there's so much somatic response to emotions. I mean, you know, sometimes if people could think about something that is really, that triggers them, guaranteed there'll be a response in the physical body, some like a tightening or a pain or a flutter. There's something there. And yeah, yeah, it's, and it's so important to, you know, be curious, like we're talking about discernment and curiosity and asking questions. It's like, be curious about that and just tap into it and just say, interesting, I'm feeling triggered. I'm feeling this here in, you know, my gut. It's like, what am, what is my gut telling me? And my, you know, my usual mojo to, to deal with stuff like that is that if I'm feeling something, I just have to sit with it, but also just send it a lot of love and appreciation because what it's more of a shamanic approach because a lot of times when you're getting triggered, it's like an old, if you, if you boil it down to the core, it's the same core issue. It's just another theme and variation. Right. And it's like just bringing it all back to loving that piece of you that pretty much probably fractured off of your soul at a time and place when it initially happened, but it keeps recurring because it's saying, Hey, I want to come back home. Hey, I want to come back home. And now's the opportunity to re and reunite with this part and just love it up like your favorite child or favorite pet unconditionally and just give it so much pink love and light and just surround it and just embrace it and bring it back to your heart space. And it's really very powerful because it doesn't take that long. No, and that's and compassion. That's and compassion, but also oh my god, but forgiveness. That's the harder part. 
for all you listeners that are like, yeah, sometimes I, that's yeah, another talk, only <laughs> another talk, but that's like yeah. when you find that you're having trouble and mm-hmm. struggling with loving it and, and inviting it in, that means that there's work to be done to yeah. let go of some of the judgment, some of the pain, some of the, whatever that is, that's a deeper level of healing. Um, but you know, this is a, this is a, a great, you know, one other thing that I, I, that w- as you were talking about the somatic and when we're looking for tips or t- providing tips as we're talking about the spiritual discernment, how do you know, I can hear some people saying, well, how do you know when something's right for you or true for you? Oh. And, and there is a somatic way, um, you know, I, again, I had another meditation I did about this, the crossroads meditation, because this is how I do it, where you can feel it in your body. And I'll give two examples. There's the one feeling when you pause for a second, you have to make a decision or when somebody's telling you your body will have a reaction. Like I remember when, when I was told, you know, way back with my, my second son, when I had a neuropsych evaluation done and they're telling me that like, he's got a below average IQ and all this. And I literally felt my body like contracting and just like, like I was taking shots, right? It felt like somebody was, mm. that's how afterwards, after I processed this, I realized because it wasn't true. Like it wasn't resonating with me. It was like, I felt assaulted almost because it was not true. It was being put upon me, yeah. but it was not true. So when I sat and I literally, as we just talked about the tips, I, I literally stepped back, got into the present moment and felt what I was feeling. I felt like, wow, like that just doesn't feel right. And then when I looked at the big picture, I thought, well, if if this kid with a below average IQ, if he has a below average IQ, would he be able to do X, Y, Z, all these things that I know he does and he can do? Would this be the same kid that when he wants to see out the window, takes a coffee can out of the cabinet at three years old to put over by the window so he can step up and look out. That's yeah. not below average IQ. No, so that's <laughs> where I, my body was letting me know that this was not in alignment with yeah. what my soul knows to be true. And then on a, you know, on a, on another level, when you're trying to make a decision, you can feel like that, energetic tight tingling. I did my crossroads meditation for myself when I had to make a decision and I, my mind wanted me to decide one thing. But when I looked at it, I felt this like lump start to form when I thought I did the visualization. I was going down. I I felt the contraction again, which is your no, Mm -hmm. no. And then I, when I thought about another path, I felt lighter and freer. That's when you know that that is the truth right? That's the right path for you. Mm -hmm. Or even when I'm eating something, my body, it's funny, wheat and I are not friends. I try to be friends. I (laughs) want to be really good friends with wheat. We are not friends. And when I eat something, there are times where I'll either start to hiccup or I start to get like a little tingle in my, in my throat. Mm -hmm. I have learned that that is my body telling me this is not for me. Yeah. So I got to listen to that. Absolutely. Pause. And to your point, I'm recapping, get present, connect to our body, what's going on in our body, because that's going to tell us a lot. And then take a step back to see the big picture. That's when we can be more spiritually discerning. Absolutely. 
Um, very well surmised and very, <laughs> I, I can't add anything to it, but it's going to say, do you, do you have anything else that you can think of that you would want to add to the, that? The other thing is, is just, you know, you can trust your gut. Yes. That's where I think we fall short is so many people are afraid to trust themselves. They know, but they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of making yeah. a mistake. But yeah. here's the beauty is we always learn even when we even when we maybe make don't make the right choice. Correct. We but can. you know what? The thing is, is sometimes the choice that you make is the right choice. And right. you don't see that until way down the, the road and you're looking back and you see how that decision catapulted you. And you probably maybe got connected with some people that you would have never gotten connected with unless that happens. So the thing is, is that you're on your path. You, you need to, you know what, there's no such thing as a mistake. They're growth opportunities. Yes. Love okay? that. Growth opportunities, because we are here as humans, human beings having an experience. We're here on, here at the University of Earth. We're all getting <laughs> PhDs. We're in the PhD track. And it's just like, we're learning stuff because these lessons that we're learning and our free will comes into this as well with our choices of what we discern. There may be, there, you know, there may be, you come to this earth to learn a lesson maybe about worthiness, okay? Core lesson, just for an example. There may be 23 different pathways, possibilities to work on this. You're free will, you choose what's in alignment with you at the time, what you're being drawn to, what you're leaning forward to, leaning into, as they call. Mm -hmm. If something feels right for you and you're being led that way, I think you could trust. I, I think I know you could trust that. Yeah. When you're feeling the resistance and pulling back, like it's a hell no, please don't do it. Yeah. Because you will live to regret that. That's like your inner wisdom, the subtlety of that speaking to you. You need to be quiet enough, quiet the mind, be pre fully present in order to access that at times. It and doesn't happen when you're in your head thinking. It yes, does not absolutely. happen. But I believe we need to use that knowledge is a good thing, but we need to absolutely. balance it with that intuition and, and anchor it in the present moment. But I love what you were saying. We all are getting a PhD, just like a PhD takes work and takes a commitment to doing the work yep. to be able to kind of live in alignment and awaken spiritually and, and spiritually discern and, and follow the path that, that is the most aligned for you. You have to be willing to do the work. There well, are no easy, quick, you know. Right. And what I tell people too is this, you know what? It's a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. It's not a one and done. It's a process and there's no magic wand and there's no bypass. Yeah. And Absolutely. we're in a society that wants rapid fire, things fixed, one and done and stuff like that. No, that's not what it's all about people. Right. It's like, right. and you know what? It's like when you're ready you're ready. And when you're ready to do the work, you're going to do the work. Absolutely. But until that point, it's not going to happen. Right. And if you want to, if you want to feel more calm and more empowered in your life, you have to be willing to do this work. You have to be able to first 
discern and figure out what is right for you and what is not right for you. And that's what we're talking about here. Right. And coming full circle is that there's many choices and opportunities out there to, to get to your pathway to where you need to go. Just choose the right ones for you for what's going to work for one person may not work for somebody else. Absolutely. That's why there's so many wonderful opportunities out there to, right. to grow. Yeah. So that's, that's the, you know, the, the joy of, of actually being in your spiritual discernment. It's like you could choose and you choose what's aligned with you, what you're leaning into, what yeah. you're being drawn to, what, you know, what is your next step? And it's just like you, if you ask that question to yourself, what is my next step? The next step presents itself. Absolutely. Well, so speaking of alignment and feeling like who is the right fit for you, if somebody finds that you are the right fit for them and they would like to continue or hear more from you, follow you more, how would people follow you? And they could, they could follow me. I have a YouTube uh, video and it's called Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible. And it talks about um, looking at possibilities um, beyond traditional Western medicine and integrating that um, with complementary alternative and mind-body type of techniques. Um, and I could be reached through my website, um, drdoloresfazino.com. And I have a free meditation that's a guided meditation. I'll also put it in my show notes for yeah. my. Um, okay. Uh, um, you also have, Dolores, if I recall, I believe you are doing a new podcast series about healing in ways that you thought were never possible. But you mentioned looking at the spontaneous recoveries of people, people that have yes. sort of healed um, on their own. And where can they access that podcast? Um, actually, I'm going to put this on the link too. It's on YouTube. Um, excellent. And then for me, if anybody would, if I resonate with you or you feel that, um, whatever I said you found, um, to resonate, you can reach me, um, at Jen at jenniferrentolo.com. You can go on to jenniferrentolo.com. I also have a power and now free masterclass that you can, Find the link in my bio if you wanted to follow me on Instagram. It's at Jen, J-E-N, Ren, W-R-E-N, Tolo.com. Or that's the Instagram, sorry. But um, any of these, both Dolores and I work with people. We both come from a medical background, but also um, real the school of real life. And both of us <laughs> love to help empower people to take back their power over their own health and healing. So thank you for joining us here. And we really hope that you start to think about the spiritual discernment and not necessarily follow, but follow your own truth and trust yourself to know what you need to be well. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform. For more info on Jen, visit jenniferrentolo.com. That's Jennifer, W-R-E-N, Tolo, T-O-L-O.com. 
Thanks for listening. 